Welcome to What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World? Today in our culture, we are confronted with ideology that runs counter to our long-established and accepted traditional definitions of family and gender. As progressives are promoting a whole new set of guidelines to describe these terms and are undeterred in attempting to tamper with and jettison God's age-old description of family and gender roles. As a result, we are faced with the devastating consequences of an obfuscation of these terms and a disintegrating family and society. The goal by the left is to uproot the patriarchy of male-dominated society and nuclear family as the primary models to govern our society as male bashing and a diminished male presence in families is now already prevalent in our culture and world. So today we want to address some of these consequences as we discuss why God gave us a patriarchy and why it's imperative that our men begin to reassume their natural role as leaders of society and heads of our households. It is critical that we have the proper perspective of these concepts of gender, marriage, and family because they are divinely inspired and God alone has the authority to define the parameters of these terms and they are not to be manipulated to one's own interpretation. To grasp the meaning and gravity of these concepts, we must examine scripture. In scripture, marriage and family are the first institutions to be established and in his word, God gave us the ideal blueprint and prototype to follow. In scripture, in Genesis 5-2, God says he created them male and female and blessed them. Scripture then substantiates that there are only two genders, male and female, and that marriage is between a man and a woman only. We can conclude then that the family consists of father, mother, and children. Genesis 2.15 says that God put the man in the garden to work and take care of it, and he gave the man his laws to ensure they were enforced. We learn here that long before God created woman, he gave the man a job and put him in charge of his domain and made him enforcer of his laws. Here we learn the role of the patriarch. He is to work and he is in charge. God created the father, our patriarch, to be the strong male head and leader of the family who provides for and protects the family, ensuring God's laws are honored in the home and society. And God endowed the man with great physical strength and authoritarian qualities to perform his role. God then introduced the woman into the family. Genesis 2.21 says God put the man to sleep and took a rib from his side and made woman. Genesis 2.18 says that God created the woman to be the man's helpmate. Here we learn that the woman's role is to be the man's helpmate in all of these endeavors of the home. And God endowed women to be strong nurturers, influencers, with intuition and emotional sensitivity and compassion to help mold godly personalities in the children. God gave the woman these qualities because they balance out the authoritative, domineering nature of the man. So newsflash, there are inherent distinct differences in the biological makeup of male and female. It was always God's intent to build us differently according to our distinct godly roles. 
Also notice God made women equal to men. The scripture says that woman came out of man's side, not his foot to be under him, nor his back to be behind him, nor his head to be over him, but from his side, which implies equality. So women, we are not in competition with men. Instead, our roles are meant to complement each other as male and female as we perform our God-given task. Yes, these roles can to some degree be interchanged in the family, but as a whole, God's guidelines requires a strong male head as we work jointly to raise godly children and build a stable family, community, and society. So beginning with Adam and throughout the Bible, God placed man at the head of every family and this patriarchal model has persisted throughout history and enriched society. And unless we follow God's ideal blueprint, we risk sabotaging our own success, breeding breakdown of the family and instability in society, which is exactly what's happening in our culture today. And it's all preceded by this movement to usurp and dismantle the patriarchy and all of its underpinnings. Now, this movement has been ongoing for decades. Radicals work methodically to abolish, manipulate, and obscure the God-ordained context of gender, family, and marriage in order to normalize alternative forms. To begin with, decades ago, these radicals attacked the patriarchy when they coined the term midlife crisis. This term, in about the early 1960s, became associated with men attempting to regain youthful vitality. And many men, influenced by this idea, abandoned their children and spouses in droves in search for some youthful flings. And radicals are still encouraging this type of family-damaging behavior in our mills today. The attacks today are similar. Today, they attack and harass our males with the concept of male toxicity and toxic masculinity, further diminishing and weakening the resolve of our men to display manly attributes. They have also begun to feminize and emasculate our men, making them believe that it is normal for them to desire to be women or to dress as a female. And many of our men have become submissive and acquiesce to these new cultural definitions of manhood. And while they feminize our young men, these radicals are boosting the masculinity of our young women. In their perpetual quest to erase traditional norms and institute their own versions, they employ their favorite technique of simply bombarding society with visual and sensory images that advance these narratives. You will notice that in virtually every Hollywood movie, there is a testosterone-laden female heroine and the male hero has virtually vanished from the scene. There's nothing wrong with having female heroes, but there's everything wrong when every movie is designed to always portray the female as the dominant savior and the men are reduced to being victims who need to be rescued and saved as some damsel in distress. They also bombard us with alternate constructs of gender and family. They primarily accentuate single-family households headed by the mother to the virtual exclusion of highlighting intact families with both a married mother and father figure as though they do not exist. 
Sure, fathers are disappearing from families, but our goal as a society should be to promote the ideal, families with a father. Yes, many women do an awesome job when faced with this task, but the family and society doesn't function just fine without the presence of a father. There is no substitute for fathers in the home, and all of our statistics on the negative impact of children bear this out. Another alternate version of the family these radicals like to promote is the LGBTQ community and couples, even adopting children. Now we and God love these people and we need to pray for them because this is not God's design. Scripture says marriage is between a male and female. And the reasonable deduction from that is that a mother and a father rear the children. And that's God's way and it's the only way to procreate and perpetuate humanity and families. But radicals believe they can push anything off on society by trying to indoctrinate us through their visual mediums of movies, commercials, music, games, advertisements, and ubiquitous visual displays. And have you noticed? They do the same with biracial couples. Now, there's nothing wrong with interracial couples. I have numerous biracial couples in my own family. But once again, radicals pretend that same race couples do not exist. And there's everything wrong when all of these alternate models of gender and family are portrayed 99 to 100% of the time as the status quo. And the traditional models are excluded 99 to 100% of the time as though they are non-existence because that statistics indicates indoctrination. It is not a coincidence. These visual entertainments have these recurring themes because they are attempting to condition the minds of all the people in society to accept the trends they aspire us to have. And they hope these efforts escape our detection. And we should all be alarmed and concerned because they're also indoctrinating our children trying to get into their psyche at early ages to distort their God-given biological sex and image and pervert their innocence. Radicals are sexualizing our young kids, teaching sex education at early ages, blurring the lines between gender and promoting transgenderism in our youth, while these kids are still trying to discover and comprehend the differences between the sexes and their own sexuality. They're also recklessly advocating allowing our young kids to choose their own sexuality, though they don't even choose their own food to eat. They're objectifying our young girls and even pushing for abortion without parental consent. They realize that a child's decision-making abilities are impaired at young ages, but it is all about them dismantling the nuclear family and patriarchy and establishing the type of culture they want to exist. Even the group Black Lives Matter has stated that one of their goals is to abolish the nuclear family. So without a doubt, the nuclear family is in trouble and on the verge of becoming extinct if we allow it. As these radicals try to socially engineer society, diminishing the man's role and conditioning you as an individual to mindlessly accept their designs of life versus God's. It might be fine if these things made no difference in gender and family and marriage were all just meaningless terms as some in our society like to say they are, but they are not. These are all God-ordained constructs 
and to stray from God's model is dangerous and invites chaos and confusion. God's way is always best, and from the very beginning, there has never been any matriarchal societies. The patriarchy has been the foundation of every society throughout history and the world, and it makes for a better society for all. Compare society today with fatherless homes to about 60 years ago when the father was generally present in the home. The children were better behaved and weren't the criminals on the streets. Society was functional and neighborhoods were relatively safe. Now, this all may sound regressive to some, but it is the progressive ideas of these radicals that's causing our whole world to regress and spiral into immorality and disintegration. Let us be clear, whole civilizations perish when godly foundations and traditions are removed. We need to recognize that it's time to align ourselves with God's word and not be controlled by the dictates of an ungodly culture that markets immorality. And we need to recognize that it's time for men to assume their rightful God-ordained place as head of their families and society to help us save our children who are not expendable commodities, but are our future and treasures. God is looking for and ordain you men to fulfill your biblical role of the patriarchy and be real men. Real men don't fade into the background because a few people in society want to push them there. Real men realize their God-given biological sex and attributes as a male and resist internal urges and external pressures to be feminized. Real men come out of their parents' basement and face the challenges of life head on, summoning courage in the face of fear as a model and mentor to other young men. Real men fulfill all their obligations to provide for and protect their families, displaying love for their wives and raising their children in a loving, godly, safe, secure environment and home. Real men lead as head of their families in society, guiding and steering us on a godly course and destination. Now, taking a page out of Hollywood's book, let me give you some visual images of who you are. You're our brave heart who fight our battles and wars. You're our Rocky who gets in the ring with our enemy Satan and delivers him devastating blows. You're our Father Knows Best, providing wise counsel, advice, and direction. You're our Chris Gardner in pursuit of happiness, pushing through the difficulties and hardships of life to arrive at success. You're our Clark Griswold, entertaining us with vacations and family fun. And you're our Mufasa, Lion King, loving us and protecting us as a family from all predators and dangers. Now, let me give you a vision of who you are based in the word of God. You're our faithful husband who loves his wife as Christ loved the church. And our Joseph who flees when sexual temptation and urges come your way, choosing rather to honor God. You're our priest and head of our homes, making godly instruction a priority, loving, disciplining, and training our children in the word of God. You're our good king, Josiah, Hezekiah, and Jehoshaphat, who encourages worship of the true and living God, Yeshua, and ensures just and godly laws are enacted in our schools, court systems, and political institutions throughout the land. And you're our David, 
who God equips to face and defeat the giants and predators and evils in our world, making sure our homes, communities, and society are safe havens for all of us to abide. And ladies, you are right there by their side, collaborating, planning, and executing the will of God for the family and society. So man, as long as you are out of place, families and society will continue to spiral out of control. This is not an either or proposition, either the culture's design or God's. It is a God's way only proposition with men as head and women by their side ruling with them which guarantees a more prosperous, peaceful home life and society. You see, these biblical constructs are not just some haphazard design. God created earthly families to represent the spiritual family he is building. Marriage itself is a visual symbol of God's marriage to us, the church as his bride. And when you tamper with these God-ordained models, you are tampering with sacred and hallowed principles and doctrines that reflect a holy God's image. You are polluting and perverting and profaning what is holy. Therefore, this battle is not just about destroying the patriarchy or earthly families. It is about destroying and desecrating the image of God and godly things. So my prayer is that the eyes and hearts of many be open to receive the word of God regarding his biblical concept of gender, family, and marriage. And finally, to he who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to you. I have made you male and female and have blessed this union alone. Consecrate yourself. Follow the model of the great patriarch himself, God Almighty, who alone can bless the children, the family, society, and the world. In Jesus' name, amen.